Christian Parenting. Aloha, friends. Welcome to the Monica Swanson Podcast, powered by Christian Parenting. I am Monica Swanson, mom to four boys, wife to Dr. Dave, podcast host and author of Boy Mom and Raising Amazing. Here on the podcast, it is my goal to bring you practical advice and biblical wisdom for raising amazing kids and building strong families. You can always find show notes over at monicaswanson.com forward slash podcast. I'm so glad you're here and I hope you'll be encouraged. Hey friends, well, after a long and for many of you cold winter, are you ready to bring the spirit of the islands into your home? Look no further than Home Threads, where comfort meets coastal living. At HomeThreads.com, you can discover a collection inspired by the tranquility of the beach. From breezy linens to stylish coastal decor, they've got everything you need to turn your home into a seaside retreat and always at the best value. If you haven't been to the Home Threads website yet, you have to go check it out. See their beautiful bedding, everything they have for your kitchen, lighting, workspace, and a gift guide, which has something for everyone on your list. I'm thinking ahead to Mother's Day, Father's Day, anniversaries, birthdays, and more. So visit homethreads.com forward slash Monica and get a code for 15% off your first order. Because whether you're on the islands or dreaming of the sea, Home Threads brings the beach to you. Home Threads, love where you live. But I love when the idea that when you have these regular routines and rhythms in place, kids can know what to expect, know what to look forward to, and it helps limit how much they beg us for more. Hey friends, welcome back to the podcast. I'm so glad to get to hang out with you here. And it is June, which means happy summertime, right? Now I know summer officially begins, I think in a couple weeks, and some of you still have kids in school, but hey, June means summer. That's something to celebrate. But it's also a time that presents some new challenges, right? And I know one of the greatest challenges we face in the summertime is kids and screens, screen time, and trying to figure out how to navigate that in all the different ages and stages of our kids' lives is difficult. And this has just been on my mind as I think about how I can best support you guys, how I can encourage you. I have wanted to offer a little summertime technology refresh, and with that, I've got seven steps that really could make a big difference in your kid's summer. Um, It could protect your kids, could give your family a little more peace and direction. And so what I've done is I have an older blog post that I wrote years ago on this topic, but I refreshed it. Certainly I've learned a lot since I wrote this and also the world has changed. So I've updated it and I will be reading from this blog post, sharing seven steps that you can take that might just save your child this summer, your child who is on screens, the internet, social media, and all the rest. And I'm so excited about that. But even more, if you are catching this in real time as this episode airs, I have really fun news for you. This week only from June 5th to June 9th, I have opened the doors 
to my Raising Tech Smart Kids mini course. Now, this is a course I've only shared a couple times. It's normally available if you purchase my character training course at checkout. But otherwise, I have not shared it too many times. But I knew that this could be so helpful to so many of you this summer. I wanted to make it available. So if you want to head straight over to the course page, see everything that's in there, you can go to monicaswanson.com forward slash Kids. You'll see a link there to where you can purchase it and all the information about what's in it. But I love this course so much. I'm so proud of it. It's everything you need and nothing that you don't. Very short and sweet, but it is packed with resources, guidelines, lists, an excellent interview with Sissy Goff, author of Taming the Technology Monster. And I also have a full module on video games and social media, which includes lots of resources, guidelines, and an interview with my oldest son, Josiah, which a lot of people have loved. So if you catch us later, I'm sorry, but if you catch it this week, make sure to not wait head straight over to monicaswanson.com forward slash techsmartkids. Check it out. Spread the word, please. And I hope it's a blessing to you. And now, whether or not you get into that mini course, maybe you're catching this later, it's okay. I believe that I have seven steps for you here that are going to be really, really helpful. And to make it super practical, I created a checklist that you can print out and use as you go through these seven steps. And you'll find that over in the show notes as well. And show notes for everything today are at monicaswanson.com forward slash seven dash steps. And I spell it out there, S-E-V-E-N dash steps. So I'm excited to dive in and share this blog post titled Kids, the Internet, and Social Media, Seven Steps That Might Save Your Kid This Summer. Over my years of writing and podcasting, I have grown to love you guys like family. Seriously, I feel like a big sister, a friend, an auntie, and neighbor to so many of you. And when I read your comments, DMs, and emails, I just wish I could literally sit over coffee with each one of you. Now, I don't claim to be an expert in any area of life, but I have learned a lot over my years of parenting, and there are some issues I have such a desire to support you in, warn you about, wake up a few of you and say, it's okay to be laid back in some areas of parenting, but other areas really, really matter. And technology is way up near the top of that list. So as we head into summer, I wanted to offer a little technology refresh. I pulled up this post, which I wrote years ago, and I'm updating it with some new thoughts and suggestions. I hope and pray it will inspire some action steps or maybe just reinforce what you're already doing. High fives. I know many of you are working so hard at this. Find a printable checklist of these seven steps at the end of the post. Before I begin, though, I want to acknowledge that this is a super challenging topic. Technology is changing at lightning speed. There is not a formula for any of this, and the minute we think we've got things figured out, either technology will change or our kids will. Ha! So please know that I'm just like you, trying to figure it out and always feeling like I could do better. It's never easy. The balance between where to pull kids in and where to set boundaries and where to mind our own business. I'm right here with you, scratching my head and praying and hoping I'm doing it right. But if there's one area that is worth working really hard to get right, it's what our kids are doing online. It is so important that we have some kind of game plan for how we are going to deal with it. As overwhelming as it can be, this is not the time to stick our heads in the sand. There are, of course, many reasons to be aware and even strategic when it comes to kids and screens. Cyberbullying is an issue, as is the concern for your kids' information or photos being passed around online. 
That is scary stuff. Kids need to protect their reputation for the sake of future jobs and relationships, and the list goes on. Obviously, there's more than a single post could ever cover. More than anything else, though, I personally want to protect my boys from pornography. The statistics on pornography use and addiction are staggering. And over in show notes, I link to statistics. Pornography hurts people, ruins marriages, and destroys families. Oh, and keep in mind, most pornography addictions are traced back to exposure in the early teenage years. So it's true. I want my boys to have a holy fear of pornography. I put it right up there with smoking crack and joining a terrorist group. Boys, don't even go near it. Trust me when I say that it took a few close calls before we figured some things out here in our family. Those are stories for another time, but suffice it to say that I am just passing on to you what we have learned, and I think we've come up with an approach that is both cautious and realistic. So finally, here's my list. Number one, talk to your kids. Like, have an intentional conversation about summer and screens. When all my boys were home, they got used to me randomly calling out, team meeting, and that meant, huddle up, mom's got stuff to say. Probably even better would be for mom and dad together to plan a meeting, maybe after dinner one night over ice cream or while on a summer kickoff picnic. The point is, let's not do that thing where we throw out some new rules or guidelines and assume everyone gets it on the fly. Make this a real meeting that sticks. It's up to you what you talk about when you meet, but by the end of this list, hopefully you'll have some ideas. I suggest opening up by just addressing the issue. Here's my little sample speech. Kids, (laughs) technology is a big deal. It's a big responsibility. I know you know this, but we, mom and dad, have a perspective that you don't. And you need to trust us when we say there's a lot of good and a lot of potential danger just a click away on the screens we all use. We want so much to help you grow up with a healthy relationship with technology. And this summer is going to be a great time to practice. We're going to set some boundaries, maybe some new boundaries. You may not like them. We're doing this because we love you and you're just going to have to trust that. And then I say you can take the conversation from there. Of course, family meetings are best short and sweet. I'm reminding myself. And you'll adjust all of this to the ages and stages or attention spans of your kids. But by all means, talk about this like it's a big person topic because it really is. Number two filter everything. It is so important that all devices that your kids are on have internet filters. There are many to choose from with various features and prices. I think there's even some decent filters that are free. Now, I put off filters for a long time in our family, thinking they would be difficult to install or get in the way of everything we wanted to do. And I was wrong. We eventually started using Covenant Eyes, and we've been very happy with them. And I have a link to Covenant Eyes over in the blog post. I'm able to adjust settings depending on the age and maturity level of my boys, and I am notified if anyone attempts to visit a site that flags their system. I also get a weekly report of random screenshots from all devices. I think this is great because my boys know that whatever they're looking at may be reported to me. In other words, even if they're just watching innocent movies or wasting time in some other way, I'm likely to find out and I'll have a good idea at the general um, things that my boys are looking at online. So these screenshots are helpful. I'm sure some of you have many different ways of tracking what your kids are doing on devices and I applaud all of the effort. I simply know myself well enough to know that I'm not great at keeping up on a lot of settings and apps, so a solid filter has offered me a lot of security. 
However, and this is important, we all need to know that a filter alone is not enough. There is always a way around a filter and it's good to know, I didn't used to know this, once a child is inside of an app, whether it's YouTube or Google Earth or anything else, filters are not effective. They cannot work inside of other apps. So please do your due diligence to set parental controls, turn off apps or whatever you need to do to make sure your child is safe. And then return to number one, keep the conversation going. Number three, set time limits for the whole family. Now we all want to help our kids rein in their screen time, but we have to start off by recognizing that we parents might be more addicted to screens than our kids are. So let's start this one with a little self-reflection. Perhaps we adults need to pray, get accountability, or set up some safeguards for our own phones and other screens. And yes, I'm looking in the mirror as I type this, you guys. As for the kids, unfortunately, there is not a one-size-fits-all formula for screen time, but the amount of time kids should be on screens is probably less than we think. I like to consider all the things kids can do with their time and decide how much time they really need to be on screens, especially in the summer. You might motivate them by having them earn screen time by exercising or reading, but it will help to establish guidelines and to have regular routines and rhythms for the family to follow. For an example, and this is just an example, kids might get an hour a day in the summer to be on screens. And that would be after they do anything else you, re you require, like reading or chores. Maybe Friday night is family movie night, or if they play video games, you might set a specific time they get to gather with friends for that. Having a regular set of rules or boundaries will help them in knowing what to expect, and it'll help <laughs> limit the negotiating and arguing that happens when kids are always asking for more. I talk about this in Raising Amazing, and I actually refer to Justin Whitmill early uh, and his book called Habits of the Household. Um, but I love when the idea that when you have these regular routines and rhythms in place, kids can know what to expect, know what to look forward to, and it helps limit how much they beg us for more. So the hardest thing, of course, about setting rules is always going to be sticking with them. So I encourage you to be strong and to stick with your rules. Number four, teach your kids about pornography and what to do when they see it. We want to begin conversations with our kids before they stumble upon pornography on their own. Now, if your kids are older and you haven't talked about it, then this might be a good, even if awkward, topic to add to that family meeting. Now, over the years, you've probably heard me recommend a book that I love on this topic. It is so helpful. It's called Good Pictures, Bad Pictures, Porn Proofing Today's Young Kids. There's a junior edition and the regular edition. And yes, it is really aiming towards elementary, maybe middle school age, but I even read it with my teenagers when it first came out and it was so helpful. Now, I mentioned here, I have a full review of the book that I linked to in the blog post. Um, but the bottom line is this, your kids will be exposed to bad pictures or pornographic materials, whether they're looking for it or not. And good pictures, bad pictures gives them a plan for what to do when they see it. And maybe most importantly, the book opens up a conversation with kids that is otherwise really difficult to open up. So look for that book and most importantly, have the conversations. Number five, use a technology contract. 
If your kids have a device of any kind, I suggest you start with a technology contract. This is a simple agreement between parents and kids agreeing to how the device will and will not be used. There are many technology contracts available online, and I created one for Raising Amazing that I am sharing with you a link to it right over in the blog post. So you can go over and download, print that out, and have kids sign it. It's super helpful, and you can make adjustments to it as you need to. Number six, have a clear game plan relating related to your child's use of social media. Social media is a complicated topic, but it is very much a part of the landscape of our teenagers' culture today and of our world today. It seems like social media so quickly became normalized in our culture, yet we have to remind ourselves and our kids that it's still relatively new. We don't have studies to show the long-term effects of a generation growing up using social media. So I encourage families to take this one slow. Research has shown that people, including but not only teenagers, report feeling less happy after just 10 minutes on social media. Hello, that alone should give us reason to pause. Now, is there potential good in social media? Yes, but it will take a very mature, secure, grounded teen to be ready to handle all the potential negatives, everything from seeing inappropriate, unfiltered images to the insecurity and FOMO it can trigger and on and on. So I encourage you to do your research on any social media app that your kids have or want to have. Common Sense Media is a helpful guide for this, and there's other sites you can use to um, bring up different apps and check them out. I also highly recommend signing up for the free weekly Culture Translator newsletter. This is sent out by um, a website called Axis, and again, I'm linking to that one too over in the blog post. But this is a great way to keep up on anything new or trending in the teenage culture that we're likely to miss otherwise. I have learned a lot through my Culture Translator newsletter, so I highly recommend you get that. Now, if and when you do allow your kids to use social media, I highly recommend including on your technology contract the expectation that parents can look at whatever they're doing at any time. Even direct messages, yes. Now, that might seem intrusive. Your child is likely to tell you that. But remember, they're still your kids, and they're learning how to navigate this stuff. Your eyes on their messages could very well save them from a massive mistake that could follow them the rest of their life. They still need coaching and accountability. They need to realize what a huge responsibility it is to use social media. So I encourage you to have the open door policy. Say, I can check it anytime. And if they try to hide anything from you, they lose all access to social media and maybe even to their device. So I take this one super seriously. And number seven, keep talking, readjust as needed. We circle back now and finish this just like we started it, by communicating. It is so important to keep encouraging your kids. Let them know how much you love them, how proud you are of all the good choices they are making. Look for those choices, mom and dad. Also, if your child is proving to be responsible and respectful, you might extend some of their privileges. In fact, letting them know that you will increase their freedoms as they prove responsible will be a motivating factor for them to handle all of these things well. My rule is that if kids bring something to me, if they see something online, something inappropriate, and they bring it to me, they will never get in trouble. But if I discover something sketchy in their communication or something they've looked at, they are sure to have consequences. 
Now, I encourage you to pray for your kids and with your kids. Remind them that none of this is a surprise to God and that he placed them in this world at this time knowing they'd face these things. And side note, parents, we need to remember that too. God knew what he was doing when he allowed us to be parents in this time, right? I encourage you to remind your kids that they don't have to look like everyone else around them with their face in a phone all the time. Perhaps they're ready to rise up and be different from the culture as they pursue excellence in their growing up years. Also, when it comes to temptation, I encourage you to share with them 1 Corinthians 10, 13 that says, no temptation has overtaken you except what is common to man. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can endure it. As much as possible, be your kid's biggest cheerleader. These are tough days to be a teen, and it helps to try to imagine how you would have dealt with all this stuff if you had it when you were a teenager. I personally can't imagine. Now, friends, keep in mind, I have a full chapter on technology in both of my books, Boy Mom and Raising Amazing, and I also have a page with any podcast episodes or blog posts I've written on the topic. I link to all that in the show notes and in the blog post. There's a super helpful guide for video gaming over there too, and I know I didn't cover that in this post, but there's a really good guide and a podcast episode on that topic over there that I link to. Now, if you have any specific questions or recommendation topic for me to cover related to technology, please comment in the blog post, or you can email me at aloha at monicaswanson.com. And again, I hope you might pass this post and this podcast episode along to your friends, as there may be no more important topic we can cover as we head into summer with our kids. So I wish you all the best as you love deeply and parent well. It's a huge job but you'll never regret a moment invested in your kids. And I'm praying that you and your kids have an amazing summer ahead. All right, friends. And again, for those of you catching this, the week of the first full week of June, the doors to my Raising Tech Smart Kids mini course will close on Friday. So don't hesitate to head straight over. And you can go to my blog page, monicaswanson.com forward slash TechSmartKids, and that will link you to the course page where you can check out what's in there and sign up now. Spread the word. Thank you. God bless you. Use that checklist that goes with this uh, blog post, and I hope that you can cover all seven things with your kids, and let me know how it goes. I want to hear from you. I love to hear from you, and I'm praying for you guys, okay? So have yourself a wonderful rest of the week, and until next time, aloha. Aloha.